so, uh, you've been introduced as a professor. Indeed, um, you have two doctorates, don't you? Yes, one from the University of Birmingham here in the UK, and then one from the University of Munich in Germany. So it's uh, a bit of a return to an old stomping ground to come back to oh, England? Oh, we love being back in England. Jan and I jump at every chance that we can to be back. Marvellous. Um, now, you haven't come all this way just to see us today here, here in Southampton. I, I believe you were doing something in London yesterday. Yes, that, that gave us a good excuse for coming here and uh, visiting the maze and, and being back. Uh, there was a large conference um, held in Central Hall, Westminster, yesterday, put on by Premier Christian Radio and Biola University. Um, it was an apologetics conference to equip people in defending their Christian faith. And we had some 900 people or so come out and spend the entire day listening to various speakers from the UK and the United States. So uh, equipping Christians to defend their faith, is, is that how you would uh, define this, this awful word apologetics, which of course to the English ear sounds like you, you spend all day training people how to say sorry for being a Christian. Exactly, uh, <laughs> yes, it is an unfortunate word, but it comes from the Greek word apologia, which in the ancient world meant a defense, as in a court of law. The defense uh, lawyer gives an apologia for his client, a defense. And we're actually commanded as Christians in 1 Peter 3.15 to have such a defense ready. Uh, 1 Peter 3.15 says, always be prepared to give a defense, an apologia, to anyone who asks you the reason for the hope that is in you. Hmm. And so it, it is a part of the Christian life to be so equipped and so prepared. Now, how, how can being equipped with this sort of uh, intellectual um, armament, as it were, in terms of hmm. defending the case, uh, uh, legal terms of de- defending the, the, the face t- in, in terms of people's questions and, and queries about it, how is that compatible with, say, having a, a childlike faith? Well, I think it's really important, Peter, to differentiate between a childlike faith and a childish faith. Scripture commends us for having a childlike faith, which is a whole souled trust in God as our Heavenly Father. And we're to have that kind of childlike trust in God. But a childish faith is an immature, unreflective faith. And scripture doesn't commend that to us. In fact, in 1 Corinthians 14, uh, 13, uh, Paul says, do not be children in your thinking. Be babes in evil, but in thinking, be mature. Hmm. So to have a childlike faith is not at all the same thing as having this immature unreflective faith. Christianity is not a brain-dead faith. It is a living, active, inquiring faith, and it's part of Christian discipleship to um, be equipped intellectually to give this reason for the hope within. Mm. So are you, uh, in effect, saying that various um, so-called new atheist writers like uh, uh, Richard Dawkins and Christopher Hitchens and so on that they're wrong when they say that to have a religious faith is by definition to, to believe something without any interest in, in evidence or reason. That is a gross caricature of faith. This is the manufacture of these new atheists themselves. Uh, I don't 
to think that Christians at all believe that faith is something that is in the face or contrary to reason. In fact, I would say that faith in the biblical sense is trusting in what you have good reason to think is true. Faith is trusting in what you have good reason to think is mm. true. That is the biblical notion of faith, and that's not at all contrary to reason. Mm. So you spend uh, a good portion of your time traveling around the, w- the world, indeed, having uh, debates with non-Christians, giving lectures, and, and uh, a portion of your time writing, writing books to, to answer sort of new atheist objections to faith and so on. Uh, and I know we have some of your books here today, if, if folks are interested, that, you, that you've written to, to help equip Christians to defend their their faith, but I'm particularly interested, and I'd like you to say a little bit about the fact that you've recently written a whole series of children's books to help children understand about the nature of God. I think this is so important, Peter. We are in danger of losing the, the next generation because we are raising our children in an increasingly secular society uh, where public schools and public institutions are often hostile to belief in God and in Christ. And so I think it's vital as parents that from a very early age, we provide our children with a reasonable faith, uh, an intellectually credible faith. And to do this, I wrote a series of booklets um, called What is God Like? on the principal attributes of God. I originally wrote this for our own children, Charity and John. And they feature two very endearing characters, uh, Red Goose and Brown Bear, with their two little children. And they discuss, what is God like? Uh, God is all-powerful. God is everywhere. God is forever. God is self-sufficient. And it's an explanation in a very simple language of actually a very profound concept of who God is. God is not a finite man in the sky with a long white beard. God is the immaterial, omnipotent, omniscient, eternal creator and sustainer of the universe. Mm -hmm. And this is a rich concept of who God is that I think we need to impart to our children, Mm -hmm. lest they abandon the caricature of God Mm -hmm. that is often attacked by the new atheists and, and other unbelievers. Grand. Well, thank you very much. Uh, There is a a table of books at the back. You can find uh, all of Bill's work on on the usual sources, Amazon and so on. And uh, I've I've bought some of those uh, brown bear and goose books for my (laughs) goddaughter and uh, hope to be buying her more in the future.